Hey, welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I hope you are having a wonderful week. I am your host, Michael Becchio, and this month in the podcast, I'm going to be highlighting the theme of empowering grace. You know, there's a lot of misunderstandings about what grace actually is, what it means, and what it does not mean. I hope you'll stay with us over the course of this month as we unpack this topic with Graham. There are sure to be new insights and fresh perspectives waiting for you. Graham has some unique things to say about this topic of grace. I think you're going to be richly blessed. Understanding what grace is really like in our lives and that the presence and power of it is meant for far more than just being forgiven and receiving salvation will steady our hearts, alleviate our burdens, give us confidence in God's intentions towards us, and empower us to be and do according to our true new nature in Christ. Beloved, the implications here are staggering. Some highlights from today's episode, which is taken from The Nature of Freedom, Letter 5, include the following. Grace cannot simply be undeserved favor. Grace gives you confident, assured access into God's presence. It empowers you to discover the Father's compassion and mercy at the right moment. Grace is ordained to be your teacher as you learn the beauty and the glory of becoming the Beloved. You cannot go to a higher place in God without becoming rich in grace. Grace is a prerequisite. And understanding how grace works is one of the most important keys in the kingdom. So enjoy and take delight in the Father as you receive from today's message. This book and audiobook was written as though the Father's speaking directly to you, so it's in the first person. Soak in this word, meditate upon it this month, And we'll see you again next week for a continuation in our theme of empowering grace. Be blessed. Here's Graham. Welcome to letter number five, my empowering presence. The key scriptures are 1 John 4 verse 19, James 1 verse 17, John 3, verse 27, 1 Corinthians 8, verse 6, Ephesians 1, verses 2 to 8, Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, 1 John 2, verses 1 to 6, Hebrews 4, 16, 1 Corinthians 4, verses 10 to 13, Hebrews 12, verse 15, 1 Peter 3, verse 9, and chapter 5, verse 10, and 2 Peter, chapter 3, verse 18. Beloved, grace begins in heaven, not earth. The starting point for grace is my love for my Son in you. Your beginning is always orchestrated by me. I initiate, you respond. That is the way salvation began in heaven, and therefore the only way that it can be sustained on earth. Beloved, you love me because I first loved you.
Thank you for responding. Everything begins with me always. Every good thing given and every perfect gift comes down to you from me. I am the unchanging one, which means my behavior towards you is based on who I am, not on who you are not. My demeanor and conduct towards you are based upon my love for my son in you, not on your performance as a believer. I put him in you and you in him so you would always have a place of shelter as you learn your identity in him. Grace is your place of safety in Christ. A person can receive nothing unless it is a gift from heaven. Placing you in Jesus is my gift to you. Depositing the Holy Spirit in you is my gift to you. The grace to walk with us in a habitational lifestyle is our gift to you. The righteousness required to embrace this new life and learn to walk with the Holy God, that is our gift to you. I have always wanted children. I've always wanted to do life with them and watch them grow in peace and learn to be with me. This life you live in Christ actually empowers you to abide with us. In Jesus, grace immediately takes you to a higher place as you begin walking with him. And then it elevates you further and escalates your walk from there. In Jesus, you are blessed with every kind of spiritual blessing that we desire for you. So discover our delight in you. We are so delighted in our choice of you being in our family. We've always had our eyes on you. And now in Jesus, you finally belong to me and I belong to you. There are so many things I want you to have. And they will all come to you as gifts. Your learning is a gift from me to you. The first thing I want you to learn is the kind intention of my will towards you. Or, to state it another way, what are my intentions towards you? They are profoundly kind. After all, I am the unchanging one, the North Star, the one who never leaves, the one who has put my spirit in your innermost being, and therefore by doing that has made your heart my own. I am your dwelling place, and you abide in me. My plan is to empower you to be both holy and blameless, just like me. It will be exciting, and we will have a wild ride on days. But as you take my yoke, relationship, partnership, and ownership, my rest will smooth out the rough places. Always remember that I love your learning, and I am delighted to show you all things in me in my timing. I have ordained that grace will be your teacher too, 
as you learn the beauty and the glory of becoming the beloved. I will lavish grace upon you because it is the key to redemption by blood and absolute forgiveness. The riches of my grace towards you will enable you to become healthy and to learn fullness in my abiding presence. Beloved, you can't go to a higher place in me without becoming rich in grace. Grace is a prerequisite. Understanding how grace works is one of the most important keys in the kingdom. The essence of grace is that grace can never be separated from my primary purpose, which is your adoption into my family. I want sons and daughters who knit their hearts to mine, and grace is my chosen means of creating that relationship with you. It is the place where you see, know, and feel the kind intentions that are huge in my affection for you. Beloved, if grace has not yet become glorious to you, it is a sign that you have something immense and precious to discover in our relationship together. Grace is tied to my own nature and to my desired relationship with you. For that reason, grace cannot simply be undeserved favor. I, I don't give you grace because of who you are or because of your performance as a believer. I give you grace because of who I am and because Jesus lives in you. I give you grace because of him. He is in you teaching and demonstrating our relationship together in you. Grace's undeserved favor is the smallest sliver of an expression of our nature in you. If grace is only undeserved favor, then either Jesus never had any, or if he did, then he must have done something wrong to be given that type of grace, which would surely disqualify him from being your savior. Hmm. Rather, Grace is my empowering presence within you that enables you to become the person that I see when I look at you. Beloved, I can only see Jesus in you and you in him. This is so exciting for me. I absolutely love the fact that every time I look at you, I see him. When you're doing well and learning properly, I see him. When you're doing badly and trying hard not to learn, I still see him and I still respond to him in you. That is a grace that is rich towards you. Do you know that poor grace is always negative? If I were poor in grace, I would live with you according to your behavior. I would use shame and condemnation, anger and judgment to guilt you into change. I would have to withhold love and mercy and goodness until you shaped up. I would have to drop people when they needed me the most. 
turn my back on them when they needed my goodness and kindness to repent. If grace is poor, then love would fail. I would have no honor, integrity, or righteousness. Because, beloved, righteousness means that I can only see what is right. I can only think, speak, and act rightly. I can only do what is right, which is why I attach grace to Jesus in you, because he is your life. When my people live in a false concept of grace, they are prone to using hateful language, gossip, rumors, slander, and lies. They make false accusations and speak of sending people to hell. They are afraid to defend people properly and do not speak out against injustice. In doing these things, they humanize me and make me in the image of their old nature. Beloved, I am altogether different from your old nature. Poor grace tries to make me in the world's image, seeing what is wrong rather than what is missing, putting people on trial by accusing and shaming, judging and condemning. I gave Jesus as your advocate and public defender so that you would find grace to help you in your hour of need. It's grace that gives you confident, assured access into my presence. Grace empowers you to discover my compassion and mercy at the right moment. No one must ever fall short of the fullness of my grace. Because grace is empowering presence and it means that love can never fail. Because I am rich in grace you do not have to live in blame or shame. Grace increases your opportunity to receive forgiveness. Grace makes goodness and kindness accessible in the moment of repentance. It is the powerful combination of a love that never fails, a loving kindness that is ever-present, and a loving perspective of you because you're always included. In Jesus. I will always lavish grace. Beloved, the way that I see you empowers you to live shame-free, even while you're making mistakes as you grow and change. Your ability to receive forgiveness quickly is vital for your growth. Condemnation wastes time that could be spent on reflecting and learning properly in my spirit. It's so important for you to know that more grace, that is, more of my empowering presence, is available to you when you're not doing well, because that is when you need it more. I give more when you need more. Legalism gives you less when you need loving kindness the most. But grace steps in when others step out. Grace is a ruling power that is designed to shape your seeing, thinking, and speaking. Grace governs your mind, emotions, and your will, and even the way that I want to live with you. My empowering presence allows goodness to be experienced and expressed regardless of circumstances. 
When reviled, you may bless. That's grace. When people are against you, grace means you don't return evil for evil or insult for insult. You give a blessing instead. I lavish grace on you because grace is the place of safety and security in me. It's a harbor, the most powerful place to be transformed regardless of the events around your life. Grace is my empowering presence that enables you to become the person that I see when I look at you. I adore you in Jesus. There are some lovely implications for me in viewing you only in my beloved son. It means I can lovingly guide you into all truth when you have believed a lie. I can open your eyes to see what I see in you when you feel most undeserving. In grace, you can learn how beautiful my son is when you think you're unattractive to me. In grace, the outcomes for you are that you can come to me as you are, not in how you think you ought to be. In grace, you can become who I am for you and not remain as you are now. I have many more things to tell you about grace, but this is a good beginning. All good beginnings start in me, beloved. I give you the grace that refreshes you, upgrades you, makes you feel loved and strengthens you. Grace means that I have my eyes on you for your favor. I see my son in you, and I am blessed by it. Mm-hmm.